Welcome to the GNO podcast. There are a lot of beliefs, opinions, and values out there, and nailing down yours can be tricky. Join us as we explore and discuss a variety of topics to help us figure out who we are, decide who we want to become, and learn how to best support each other along the way. Hey guys, welcome back to the GNO podcast, and I am one of your hosts, Catherine. Hey guys, I'm Courtney. I am Olivia. And we are again joined by Jasmine. Hi. And we are so excited that she's with us again. And if you missed last week, well, two weeks ago, I should say, go back and listen to the episode. This is our first time having a guest on our episode. So Jasmine is our first guest and we're so happy to have her. She did so well that we were like, hey, you can come back and do an encore. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Or she enjoyed herself so much. I'm not really sure which one it was, but Mm -hmm. either or um, both. But yes, definitely go back and listen to that episode. And she talks a little bit more about her and we're going to continue the conversation this week. Before we do, we're going to play a little game that Jasmine's pumped about um (laughs) jasmine was so good at answering questions in the first episode we were like we gotta bring it back we gotta do this again this is what happens when you're good at stuff it's like yeah you know that you're good at something and they make you do it all the time Mm -hmm. yeah that's what's happening (laughs) and she was so quick like we didn't tell her those questions at all and she was like locked and loaded ready to go so now we're gonna turn it up a notch and olivia's got a timer ready to go we are going to ask her rapid fire questions and we're going to count how many she can get in a minute. <laughs> Wait, who's counting? I will count. <laughs> Great. Catherine's counting. Counter. I'm time, time person. I time will holder. start. So. Courtney will ask the second question. Olivia will ask the third and we'll go in a. And, and we we'll have circle. to be fast. We have to okay. be quick. Okay. okay. And, and these questions we're just coming up with. Yeah. Yes. Right. Just yeah. Like Nothing premeditated. Of our minds. Yep. Okay. Oh. I'm nervous. Why am I nervous? <laughs> Courtney is nervous for Justin. It's going to be great. Okay. Are we ready? On your mark. Get set, Catherine. Favorite superhero? Oh, the robot one from um, Iron Man. No, the other oh. one, Cy- Cyborg. Okay, yeah, Cyborg. Kay. Yeah, I don't even know who that Go. is. What's your favorite color? Mustard yellow in the fall. Favorite room in your house? Bedroom. Favorite season? Spring. Best state you've ever lived in? Massachusetts. Oh. Favorite thing about fall? <laughs> oh. Pumpkin spice. Favorite sport. Ew. <laughs> um, favorite band or not favorite, just a band you like. Does Maverick City count? Yes, yeah. girl. Uh, childhood celebrity crush. Bow Wow, Romeo, <gasps> Sammy, the Ooh. whole Millennium Tour. <laughs> nice. Favorite article of clothing. Shoes. Uh, mm-hmm. Three. How do you like it? How do you like it? Courtney lost. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all, I'm pressure. I'm sorry. I was clearly not prepared. I literally almost asked you something. I and I should have. I was about to say like crayons or colored pencils. Colored pencils. But I couldn't get it out. Like it's the only thing that came to my mind. That's what came to mind. But I couldn't get it out. Like I was like, crayons. Okay. I'm sorry. That was great. Oh my! I feel like I know you better. Wait, how many questions? Yeah, Massachusetts really threw you. Yeah, what? I don't think everyone knew that I lived there. Yeah, why were you there? That's where I was born. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So before I lived in Florida, we lived up north. 
Okay, for oh. like how many years? Oh, no, 10. I'm sorry. Zero yeah, 10, to right? 11. Oh, okay. okay, to 11. Mm-hmm. Look at you also counting zero. I just, just mean, like, like from birth until, <laughs> you know. You know, okay, this 11. is random side deep dive for a second. I heard that, so I was speaking to a friend the other day, and she was telling me that like in Korea, they call, they actually count zero as like your first year mm-hmm. of life, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people have like their international age mm-hmm. and then their Korean age, right? And it's mm-hmm. there's a year difference. Yeah. And so, so like you're one when you're born? Yeah. Yes. So, okay, you're okay. one when you're born. And so I'm that like, man, it does. And yeah. so I just need to know why we as Americans are always so extra and complicated. Mm, elitist. With everything. Yeah, like, that's what we are. Uh, like the metric <laughs> system, no idea. Go anywhere yeah. else in the world. And they're like, hey, yeah, mm-hmm. meters. And I'm why like, what is that? Football to soccer? You know? Why couldn't it just True. be football like everyone else? Yeah. I, I don't and know. And then we had to make another sport football, football. to confuse everyone. <laughs> that you play with further. your hands. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who thought of that? I don't. I don't yeah, I just want to know America, who's making these executive government. decisions and yeah. why we weren't we like, not consulted. <laughs> and we don't take a nap <laughs> in the middle of the workday. I and know. Like all of these things. We absolutely should do And that. we don't pay people to go on maternity and paternity leave. Mm-hmm. Um, right. We can just keep going. Healthcare, Is that, um, that the naps, though? That's a siesta, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A siesta and in um, China, it's a shioshi. Wait, so they, do they do that in yeah. China? Yeah, 12 to 2 p.m. every oh day. Gosh. Wow. People and are taking a rest. And still have lunch time. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're well, I think you like start your lunch like with it and then you just like rest. Like and then together. because I would like go and like try to like pay bills or things in the middle of the day, like everything that close. time. And they were like, uh, nope. come back after 2 p.m. And I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, uh, it's rest time, my girl. You know, and I'm like, wow, I guess I'm take a nap. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I mean, you go to some restaurants and like people are just taking naps. You can't like get food. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, the workers are just taking a break, taking their little rest on the chairs or whatever. You know, so yeah, I like that. that. America just has has such an emphasis on work and and everything, and that being our identity. Yeah, Yeah, it's like wrapped up in it. That's why we have been talking quite a bit on the podcast about resting and self-care not doing things mm-hmm. and self-care mm-hmm. and taking a break for sure i think yeah. we should um start a uh a uh, petition what yeah. will the petition we'll be? like write a nap letter time? yeah nap time, nap time petition. incorporate <laughs> nap time play friendly you know with others so i feel like the way america kind of is at times is like we're like the iphone you know, iPhones don't, They're not Apple products do not play mm. well with anything else. Mm-hmm. And Gosh, I feel like we are not compatible mm-hmm. with other countries. Wow. Take that. that. Deep. Mic drop. Woo. Wow. Every, every once in a blue moon, we get a now. nugget Dang. of truth for <laughs> that me. Was so. That was good. <laughs> that was good. So we are back this week. Um, hope y'all had a great Thanksgiving. And we are picking up the conversation where we left off two weeks ago about race. And uh, we have Jasmine with us. Jasmine and Courtney have been friends for a while. And um, last week, they talked a lot about how their professional life was impacted specifically by the last couple of years um, and everything that just America has gone through, people of color have experienced, and they shared their personal experience about that and what that was like for them during that time and then kind of continuing on to today. And we're really um I guess excited that might not be the right word but we're really eager to hear mm. what you guys mm. have to share with us this week mm-hmm. absolutely good. thanks Liv eager to hear eager to learn yeah mm. eager to learn I learn from you guys all the time so 
I appreciate this. So yes, last week we did speak a lot about our professional experiences in navigating that mm. with the heightened climate mm. that we were foreseeing in our country. And I, I think it's fair to say, and also just to speak on simultaneously as we are working and experiencing things there, we are also experiencing things just everywhere else in our life, like personally. Mm -hmm. And so I know we shared a couple of things maybe in our last episode, but there's so much more, honestly, that we could speak on. And so we do want to, we want to share a little more today too. So jazz. Yeah. Because you are a guest of honor. <laughs> She's like, is that what we're calling it? <laughs> okay. She's like, like they just play a game. I know. I had to think really quickly. I know. At this point, she's like, I'm settled in. I've already done an episode with y'all. I know you. Like, let's go. Let's go. So, okay. What was your experience like? I know that that could be a loaded question, but you feel free to share whatever you want within that. But yeah. as we, you know, as it's pertaining to, you know, the last, when we say the last couple of years or few years with Black Lives Matter in particular and not, I don't even know why I feel like I have to say this, but not the organization, mm. but the statement. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times mm -hmm. too, people just jump to conclusions and they're like, the organizations are right, you know, and all this stuff. Mm. And you know, then that makes up who you are because you've talked about this organization or even the movement itself and things like that. And so, right. um, shoot a word, right? Like <laughs> might be speaking on that with my personal stuff too, at some point. Um, but yes, in regards to the movement, not the organization. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I can recall over the last couple of years that has really been life changing through all this is, um, Courtney, just how you and I even met. Uh, through church mm -hmm. and how, um, you know, where we felt safe and where we went and served and um, had this sense of community and um, all that just kind of got shipped away. There was a division within that. And I'm sure it's, that's mm -hmm. more than just a church that we attended, but the church in general, mm -hmm. yeah, um, across the board mm -hmm. and across the country and the way things were handled or not handled mm -hmm. more or less, mm -hmm. um, you know, caused, a lot of disappointment, I think, for some of us. And so that's no longer where, you know, I felt safe and where mm. I felt home. Um, and so that was a big shift because, you know, I'm, I've always been a part of a church and there was a season that I wasn't in church and then I found that church and I was super excited, super plugged in. And then that just kind of fell apart with everything going on. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's discouraging and disheartening. Yeah. Um, and I know you can probably relate to some of that, too. But for me, that was a big deal. And then on top of that, um, I have a black husband mm. who mm. gets up and goes to work mm -hmm. every day. And so there's the fear mm. of, oh, gosh, is he even going to get to come home? Mm. Am I going to see him? Is this going to wow. be the last time he leaves? And these are the thoughts that I'm, I'm, I'm really struggling with mm. and a fear, that, like a genuine and legitimate fear that I have because black men are getting shot in the street every day. Mm. It seems more prominent and more blatant. And there's people that you may have not thought felt a certain way that are now very blatant and, and forthcoming with the way they feel. And so th mm. there's a shock there. And so it's like this sense of fear and discomfort and not knowing if it's okay to, you know, go to the store. You just, there was just a time in the last two years where people were so bold 
Mm. And the hate was so much in your face mm. and people's true colors were really coming out and you didn't know. And mm. I, I know Courtney kind of spoke about this, but you didn't know who people really were until then or mm-hmm. you thought that they yeah. may, might have been an ally or a friend. And then you might have discovered that, oh, OK, mm. that's real. Mm. Check. That's, that's good to know. So, mm. there, you know, that's kind of me and and. And where we were, like, even now, he, he's very much like he doesn't like to leave the house without a firearm. And mm-hmm. um, he so bad wants me to get one and feels like I need to have one and be mm-hmm. protected. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a black woman and you're by yourself. And me, I'm always ripping and running, going from point A to point B. Like, I'm all over the place all the time. And he's uncomfortable with that. Mm-hmm. He's always checking in and and wants me to be safe so that he feels safe. And right. he wants to know that I'm protected when he's not present and... Whenever we're out, like if it's a place he can't take his firearm, he's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to go. He doesn't mm-hmm. He doesn't even want to fly because mm-hmm. he can't travel with his firearm. He's very much like a Southern boy. Mm-hmm. And he's always been into that. But okay. now it's like a it's that. like a necessity. Mm-hmm. Now it's like I, I'm going to go walk the dog. And he's like, OK, well, you know, just be careful. Or it's if like he's walking lifeline. the dog, he has his fire. I'm like, bro, in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. He's like that things happen mm-hmm. people walking their dogs or walking to their mailbox so it's like there's no safe place mm-hmm. um and so that's definitely been something that's been heightened or you know we're more on guard now mm-hmm. because of yeah. all the things i've transpired over the last couple of years mm-hmm. um so that's 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 part of what you know how it has affected me and my life and my household and mm-hmm. and kind of where we're at with it that reminds me of Courtney, you had shared last week, like a lot of people, specifically all white people, were taking social media fasts and were just like, I just need to withdraw. This is just too much. And then you were like, Yeah, that sounds nice. I sounds can like get off luxury. social media and then I leave my house and I'm still black. Mm-hmm. And th- I mean, that's like exactly what you're talking right. about. Like the fear you can't, it sounds like you couldn't put that fear away and you still can't. And Mm -hmm. it just is carried with you. And that's, Mm -hmm. wow. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like, Jasmine, that it was definitely heightened because of just like the racial tension over the past few years? Or do you feel like you and your husband felt that fear prior to? No, I think, I think it changed when, um, because of who was in office. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the encouragement that people felt because of who was in office yeah. to be so blatant and yeah. bold mm-hmm. and in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those people had license or felt like they had a license to be mm-hmm. more intentional mm-hmm. um, about being intimidating or hateful. And so that I mean, yeah, we've always been black and we've always right. been in America. Mm-hmm. But, For sure. <laughs> you know, so that, there's always <laughs> been that. But it's definitely was taken to a new level mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. over the last couple of years, 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you Absolutely. you also mentioned at one point too, Jazz, of just like, you know, I know the community that the church provided. Would you say you still, like after that went away, did you still have community? Um, yeah, And like I what think... did that look like for you still within... I think the people that I really connected with you and whoever else, um, we still have a connection in a group, but like that's where we met and that's where we would serve together and right. meet each other, you know, every week. And so it's, it was just different. Mm-hmm. It was different and, and just really discouraging because 
that's supposed to be a safe place. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. If, right. if nowhere else, that's supposed to be a safe place. And it just wasn't. Yeah. And it was discouraging to see how some of the leadership mm-hmm. um, made decisions mm-hmm. and things that they said that was kind of. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I think yeah. it's been, I mean, it's real because it's like, I know I joked about it a little bit within the last episode, but you know, as I was kind of looking and taking to social media to see what people were saying or what they weren't. But I think, you know, a church, especially, you know, that is your, your safe space. Um, and as you have clearly said that, and so for there to be such a discordance, um, -hmm. I think at times or not even Mm -hmm. a discordance, uh, a disconnect, right? A division, a divide, a divide, a Mm -hmm. disconnect. It's kind of like you're left like, man, Mm -hmm. what, what is actually happening, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, Oh, I don't know if you're actually for me. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I don't know if I can be with you, 100%. you know? And mm-hmm. so, um, I think, a, like you said, I think a lot of people have experienced that, yeah. uh, throughout our country. And you brought up a good point earlier, Jasmine, when you were talking about church that, you know, you said that I'm sure we're not the only one, like the only church that experienced yeah. those divisions. And I think like, yeah, it felt mm-hmm. like, man, this is the time where the church needs to be the church. They need mm-hmm. to come together. Yeah. They need to like love one another and advocate and live out the gospel. Yeah. And it felt like everyone just wanted to fight and bicker and like mm-hmm. take yeah. to social media or take to the pulpit, even in some cases. And so, I mean, mm-hmm. there's, I'm sure everyone can look back and reflect on pastors and stories and Mm -hmm. churches that were really stripped during that time. And Mm -hmm. it's just so sad Mm -hmm. to see that because you think, man, like this is a safe place or it was, it felt like a safe place and it felt like these people and places were for me. And now I don't feel that at all. And Mm -hmm. this is like the time when you're like, you need those people to rally and it's like, right. Great. Now I don't feel it. Mm. Yeah. Like, there was bickering and then there was also you guys have referenced silence Mm. and it, it was like silence was picking a side. And I know Mm -hmm. a lot of people said silence was not picking, you know, they chose to be silent because they didn't want to take a side, Mm -hmm. but it was a side. Could y'all talk a little bit about how silence Mm. from institutions or even people made you guys feel? Mm. Mm. Yeet. (laughs) (laughs) I think of people in my life. I'm like, dang, they know who they are. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I think that sometimes again, depending on the positioning of the individual in my life, Mm -hmm. silence may have felt like they were complicit, you know, that they did, that they agreed or, you know, that it wasn't like, I think I also with silence felt like, man, I have to do all of this work to try to convince people that this is worth a conversation or Mm. worth the movement, right? Or worth people protesting and things like that. And so, and it was just like, I don't know, that was just so interesting for me. But at the same time, I also was silent, right? And that's what I was going to say. But like, I, I took that role too. Right. But mm-hmm. I also wonder though, as I'm sitting here, I'm just verbally processing. I'm thinking like, but was that a luxury that we as people of, of color were afforded in that time though of mm-hmm. like, yeah. I don't owe anyone anything, you know? And that's something that I personally grew in within the last few years too of like, 
no one is entitled to my story or my experiences that I have had as a black woman Mm. within the last three years, but also within the last 28, Mm. right? No one is, is entitled to that. I don't care if you're black, white, Hispanic, Indian, Asian, like (laughs) no. (laughs) And so I think I felt a lot of power. Like I grew to feel Mm. empowered within that of like my voice, my stories, my experiences, I get to choose who um, knows those or who I share that with or how I do that. Right. And so um, I don't know. So I think for me too, to be able to choose to even be silent or to choose to withdraw, to protect my energy, like these are choices that I was allowed to have, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's like, I don't know if I'm, able to say like, you guys didn't have a choice, you know, like to be silent or things too, because I think you obviously could, but I think too, like a part of my silence was that I think jazz, you said this at one point, what, you know, what's it really going to change or matter if I say something Mm -hmm. and me saying that, what I mean is me black woman saying this to, you know, if I'm projecting to a predominantly white crowd, are people actually going to hear me? Are they actually trying to hear me? Are they willing to hear me and, you know, considering to hear me versus if one of you ladies were to say something, right? I think that there are some ways that you were relating to them where their defenses may be, um, like not as high as it Mm -hmm. would be if I were to come in and just say like, Hey, you know, like we can even, I'll give y'all an example, right? Like if I were to come in and say, yeah, you know, like, let's talk about black lives matter. Let's just talk about that statement. Mm -hmm. Okay. You seem to be very offended by that. Okay. Well, all lives matter. Yeah, that's true. All lives matter. Do blue lives matter? Sure do human beings, right? Mm -hmm. They are human beings out here to protect and serve. Right. But here's the thing, like black lives matter. They do, but it's like, why do we have to cover it? You Mm. know, for me to go in and say like, Hey, but like, could you consider not covering it with all lives matter? Mm -hmm. Because I'm not saying that all lives Mm -hmm. don't, Mm -hmm. but right now we have this subset group Mm -hmm. that is really hurting Mm -hmm. and that needs our attention. Right. Mm -hmm. And I had somebody explain it to me with this analogy one day of like, you could have a broken arm, right? And you have your broken arm and you're like, go to the doctor and you're like, Hey, I need something for my arm. And he's like, well, all bones matter. Right. And it's like, oh true that so they do. All bones do matter. But guess what? Arm. This is the only one that is in excruciating mm. pain and that is broken right now. And that needs mm. urgent attention. Mm-hmm. And so can we focus on this broken mm-hmm. arm right now yeah. and then go back to maintaining mm-hmm. the health of not, or not just maintaining the health of all of our bones. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think people were so quick to mm-hmm. just jump into that. And so, but anyway, so me saying that simple statement and that analogy, right. People could be like, Oh, here we go. Another mad black woman, Literally. you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. yep, here I am, you know, angry, which side note, I feel like I have a lot that I could be angry about Absolutely. and that it could be justified anger. So Mm. but <laughs> working through it with my therapist, we're good. <laughs> we're good. I go and see a counselor. All good. 
But I do think like if you all were to say that, mm. would somebody still potentially be mm-hmm. defensive? Maybe. Mm. But would they also potentially listen? Be more Maybe. Yeah. And be more receptive. I will never forget the time that you and I, Courtney, had a conversation and it was within the last two years. I remember exactly where I was. Like every time I Uh-oh. drive past this location, I think about it. No, it's good. But we were having a conversation and I was telling you about an experience I had talking to a friend of mine who's white about just everything that was going on and I remember you told me like you have to be the one to educate your white friends like Mm. I cannot do that Mm. like I can't do that for you also it's exhausting and like you Mm -hmm, you don't need to do that like that's not your Mm -hmm. like place as far as like this is a need or whatever right um but also you just said like it will come from like a different place and a different perspective if you say it versus if mm-hmm. I say it. And I, mm-hmm. I've d- that's like really stuck with me. And I mm-hmm. think about that often mm-hmm. in times when we talk about being like an ally um, or an advocate or whatever. And I think about that, like for me and, and for Liv too, for us being white, like that is our role. And I, and I feel mm-hmm. like that's taken on a new weight in a good way mm-hmm. over the last two years as I've learned is that I've educated myself as I've asked questions to say, okay, I need to be speaking up for these things, not just to maybe save face or show like, okay, I support this, but to say, hey, white friends, yeah. do you understand? And and are you learning? Are you educating? Um, because I care about this because it's human beings, like you said. Right. Um, and also I have people I love dearly who are hurting. Right. Just yeah. like your analogy. And yeah. so I just remember that Courtney and I, I thank you for like mm-hmm. sharing that and kind of putting that into perspective for me. And I think it's given me the opportunity to be more vocal mm-hmm. in predominantly white spaces mm-hmm. about these topics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so good. And yeah. I'm grateful for you being willing to be vocal in these areas. Right. And I think often too, like, I want to say this as well, because I think a lot of times, you know, even as you're saying, Kat, of, are we white friends? Are we learning? Are we educating ourselves? Are we doing the work? Right. Like in some regards, all of us should be doing work. Right. And like, there are so many areas that I am not aware or lack knowledge and things too. And there is grace and Mm. freedom and Mm. space to not know y'all and to make mistakes. Like, don't be afraid and so fixated. Well, I don't know if I'm going to say it politically correct (laughs) or proper. You know, you're probably not, you know, so let's just go (laughs) ahead and get that out. You're probably going to butcher it and that's okay. But still be willing to step out and, Mm. and try new things or learn new things. And so, um, it's just so important. Mm -hmm. It's so important. Speaking of butchering it, I actually have a couple of examples that I want to share with you guys. (laughs) Wait, are these like times in which people butchered it? Like saying things to you, saying things to me as well as just engaging with me, right? Throughout the last couple of years and things like that. (laughs) Um, You're not going to name them, are you? Name the people? Right. <laughs> I don't, no, I don't think I will. Because that would be inappropriate. Okay. Also, one of the individuals, I don't even know his name. And honestly, I'm kind of glad I don't. So, anywho, walk, go with me here, okay, guys? So, I don't know. <laughs> Some, it's just, oh, my gosh. It's just funny. Okay. So, something that happened a lot with, like, 
in the midst of a lot of the shootings and killings and things like that, like I'll be honest, a lot of times the way in which I found out something else had happened Mm -hmm. was by me waking up to an influx of text messages from my white friends on my phone. And I would immediately look at the 37 messages in my, you know, inbox or Mm -hmm. something and think what's happened now. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh, what's happened now, you know? And so I think, and I, an example of somebody butchering it again, I kind of mentioned this person or not this person, these people, if you haven't spoken to someone in like, I don't know, let's go with a solid six months, you know, or maybe even a year, we'll extend it to a year. Yeah. Maybe don't reach out to them, right? you know, in a heightened emotional state of like, what can I do mm-hmm. to give back? Trust me. That one random text of, hey, just checking in. I'm sorry. Checking in on what? The last eight years of my life? <laughs> right. Or like, are we doing <laughs> the last oh two weeks? Well, it's like if they're not in relationship with you. When I tell yeah. you it was the most random and I felt like <laughs> in their heart of hearts, they really thought they were genuinely yeah. like trying to care for me well. And I was like, we may have missed the mark. And by may have, we like, we did. But that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you know? So, again, grace, grace. So, that's an example. Oh also, I had a lot of free food during this season. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Not going to lie. I like food. We all know I'm a foodie. Okay? But one of my favorites was uh, <laughs> there was an individual who came up to me. And, I again, I believe they were really trying to do something sweet and kind and Um, and I hadn't really been in close relationship with, but they handed me a, uh, a $10 Chick-fil-A gift card. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And just like, you know, let me know that this was for me. And I didn't know how to respond because at that time I'm thinking, is this reparations? Like, (laughs) (laughs) but also why is it only $10 though? But then also additionally, because I'm greedy, right? I want it to be more than 10 bucks. If they like really knew more about me, they would know that I was a vegetarian at that time. So I'm just going to Chick-fil-A for the fries. For the fries. They do not know you. For the fries and the fries only, you know? Yeah. And so I don't, I mean, I know they have like salads, but pretty good. Kale but salad, with chicken but on them, but with, but with yeah. The yeah. Salads have yes. Chicken. They, they do have the kale though. Mm-hmm, You're right. Mm-hmm. But a little side salad. So yeah. that was interesting. <laughs> but I mean, I did get meals from like friends who I'm in community with and that was bomb. They were like, Hey, I'm door dashing this to you right now. And I was like, yes. Like I was just like, I don't have to cook. I don't have to think about anything. This is so great. I just want to say really quick. I don't have the same friends as Courtney. I didn't get any of those things. And I have a plethora of Caucasian friends. So get better white friends. That's all I have to say. Get better white friends. And I like Chick-fil-A. Okay. You would eat the chicken. Okay. She's like, I want to put Noted. that gift card to good use. <laughs> Just okay. so funny. This one might be. Does it take the cake? The best. Oh, the, no. Yes, this takes the cake. Okay. Oh, no. So I, during one, I don't even know what season, whatever, but one day a friend and a friend and myself, we decided to go to a coffee shop. We're catching up, right? Like, Hey, how are you doing? Where have you been? This is a black friend, um, a black girlfriend. And, we are just catching up. How are you doing? I'm exhausted. Me too, sis. Like going through it. And so we are just sitting on the patio outside of this coffee shop and it's just us. And then 
maybe at a table diagonal from us is a white man who's just sitting by himself. He looks like he's maybe in college or something. And um, anyways, so we're we're having our conversation and he gets up and I'm like, oh, he's probably going inside. You know, the door's behind us. When I tell y'all, he walked right up to our table, pulled out the chair, sat down what? and said, so what do y'all think about all this? No. What? Yes. Oh, yes. my gosh. When I tell you, I was like, I was in complete oh, shock. Like I looked at my friend and I was like, wait. Is this really happening? Mm. Did this man oh just waltz up the and boldness. insert himself audacity must have been into on sale. our <laughs> the audacity was on sale? <laughs> Inserted himself into our conversation, and then mm. you know, and so I'm sitting here thinking like, uh, what? And so again, I was so delayed because I was just like shocked, and my friend was like, uh, well, we're upset, obviously you know, and we're hurt and things like that. And he was like, yeah, it's just real, it's real messed up. It's messed up. Uh, he wasn't saying messed up, but anyways, he was like, <laughs> it's messed up. It's messed up. And I was like, mm-hmm. and so then my friend can't handle it, I guess. And she just gets up and walks away. First off, oh. dang girl, you left me. And she apologized <laughs> yeah, later. Yeah. She was like, I know I just left you with this random guy. She was like, but I knew you would be a lot kinder than to him mm. than I would have. Mm. Um, and I was like, well, wisdom, <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> and so anyway, so I'm talking to this guy and I'm like, yeah, you know, if you, I'm just kind of telling him like, yeah, these things are challenging and, da, da, da. and he's like, yeah, it's messed up. It's messed up. It's just real messed up. And I said, mm -hmm. is that all you can That's say? That's all he could say. And I was like, yeah, it's more than that. And I said, but let me, uh, so I told him, I said, Hey, all I, all I have for you is this. I said, if you change the reality of what you see and what you hear, then maybe you'll like change the na the narrative of how you're thinking and how you respond mm -hmm. to people and engage with them. And so I told him to like go on social media and go on other things and follow people of color mm -hmm. who mm -hmm. are um, maybe in the political world, uh, follow people of color that are educational leaders, follow people of color that are, uh, you know, um, I almost said sports people. What? <laughs> Athletes. <laughs> <laughs> who are sports people. As Jasmine said Words earlier, are ew. They are. <laughs> sports, ew. <laughs> I know. Like, follow people who are athletes. So I was just trying to give them an example. I was like, even follow comedians, you know? Like, just change the narrative of what you see and you'll change how you respond mm -hmm. and what you and how you engage with people in the world around you. And I said, so maybe when you see a black man walking down the street, you're not afraid of him. You know, and he was like, yeah, it's just messed up. It's messed up. And I was like, OK, thank you. I was like, I was like, that's like, all I have for you. It does not sound like he had any desire to actually listen. No. But when I tell you that I also told him, I said, I also want to let you know most people would not take too kindly to you just walking up and inserting yourself into their conversation. Mm -hmm. That's because I said, even in problem. this, you were demanding something from us. Yeah. You didn't ask. You weren't invited. Mm -hmm. You yeah. demanded. Right. And, and that's mm -hmm. not okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I was just like, and so then I said, that's all I have for you. And so then he like got up or whatever, but I was just in like total shock. shock. Mm. I was like, you he did he had the nerve the audacity everything just to waltz up but the thing is is he really didn't want to uh, want to hear right and I think that he probably took away and was like man I'm so mm -hmm. like aware yep. I just went and sat down I you know like I heard from these two black women like yada 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 and it's like bro but you didn't actually yeah, you hear right. and also mm -hmm. the way in which you went about that is not okay mm -mm. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so it's like I then even like what I get, chose to give to him, I didn't even have to do that. I could have mm-hmm. been like, hey. Yeah. And and also, mind you, we were still in a global pandemic. Oh, God. You came up and invaded my bubble, bro. Yeah. You were not, not wearing a mask. You were not in my circle. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Like, and so the, and no mask, no nothing, passing, surpassing the three and six feet mark, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, who forget the race stuff it's a pandemic we don't know where we're at right now so anyways oh i was hot wow. missed the mark my guy missed the mark don't Jasmine, know his name did don't you have any like <laughs> yeah like yeah. touchy stories or things weird things people said not like what courtney experiences no on, one on coming level <laughs> no <laughs> no but part of me is like yeah that's super super duper annoying and that same entitlement is what we're talking about yeah. um but I don't know. I think what frustrates me more is going back to what Courtney was saying, like the story of, um, you know, having the broken limb. It's the people who deny that the limb's ever broken mm-hmm. and the people who f- refuse to even acknowledge that, like, oh, y'all are being dramatic or that's not really how it is. And, you know, we're in 2020 or 2021 right. and things were changed and they, right. they totally like they downplay or, you know, like act like we're just being extra mm-hmm. i think for me that's more frustrating mm-hmm. i would have had probably a little more grace than courtney if um homeboy came up granted that was a lot but in some way or form he's asking mm-hmm. and kind of wanting to know even though it didn't seem like you know he mm-hmm. might have been super interested but to me that's better than the people who mm-hmm. play dumb mm-hmm. or who you know gaslight the fact that there's a real issue mm-hmm. um but no, I didn't have anybody coming up to me in the streets <laughs> asking me questions. The, the masses. <laughs> or giving you Pulling food. up a chair. No, at that point, I'm upset Listen, about. She's like, wait. There was some pros and cons. I'm yeah. not going to lie. So, I mean, I was eating Sunspot. Oh, my god. I had gosh. people dropping off meals. Man. They were like, what do you need? I said LaCroix. <laughs> That's, first, <laughs> That's first, what I need. First time I tried LaCroix. Shoot. Wait, I no, like, no, like, well. oh, I'm good. I was like, let me go ahead and try it out. Oh my it. gosh, that's people funny. sending stuff. <laughs> then that just continued on into COVID when I had it and shipping stuff for me. I, I just have some great friends. I've that got a great blessed, blessed too, too blessed to be stressed, <laughs> my girl. But I will say, or you know, I thought about this, Jazz. Did you have like as things were going on too? Did you have any in-depth conversations with your family, even or your parents, and like what did that look like? Because I know, like you said, you were the first generation American, mm-hmm. but what kinds of things were they experiencing? Were they like, hey, just ignore it, you know, keep your head down, this is the way the world's always been, or you know what I mean? Yeah, my mom is very much and has always been like, you know, we just gotta pray, mm-hmm. and then God love her, yes, prayer is great, <laughs> but you know. Prayer with some education. Mm-hmm. We'll do some wonders <laughs> for, for you. Sure. Um, yeah, it wasn't like a big, we're talking about it every night. It's just like a, you know, oh, did you see that, man? That Again, mm-hmm. you know, it's happening again. And so right. there wasn't a conversation that was, I don't know, super deep or profound. Or, but, um, I mean, we definitely talked about it. And we definitely all felt it. Um, but mm-hmm. no, not like. We're sitting around, and then again, we don't all live in the same area too. So, but mm. I don't know. And like again, I I feel like I wasn't always out there looking for the conversation all the time. Because for me, it's it's heavy too. Like one, I don't really feel like I always have a place to speak about it. And then secondly, when I do, it just I feel the weight of it, and mm. I, I want to shut down. Mm. And if I let it, it can consume me and kind of I don't know. 
paralyze me mm. if I let it. Mm. So, like I said, my defense mechanism is just to keep trucking, keep going, mm. keeping, you know, a normal routine and keep focusing on work and the house and just trying to keep busy. Because mm. if I won't and I'll, I'll sit in that and I'll let it consume me. Right. Mm. So, mm. yeah. I, I think that's so good to note to you of just like, yeah, I want people to know too, each time something or each time something, listen to me, I'm speaking about it very vaguely, right? Let me be very clear. Each time a man was killed mm. or a black woman was killed, it is re-traumatizing. Mm-hmm. And I think that, yes, at some point, does it feel like we can become numb and desensitized to it because it's happening so frequently? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it is still traumatizing. And so I think even as you felt, you know, fear and still feel fear at times for your husband, I have felt that for my older brothers right. and my dad. Mm-hmm. Right. But then the, within the last two years, something different happened for me that I have never experienced myself. And it was I actually had a heightened fear for myself mm-hmm. even. Mm-hmm. Right. So for me to even walk from my neighborhood or walk around my neighborhood or walk downtown I was terrified. I would have these like visions of somebody coming up with a car and just running me Mm -hmm. over, you know, running Mm -hmm. up onto the the sidewalk Mm -hmm. or getting tossed off of this bridge. And I know that sounds wild, right? But I had a legitimate fear. Mm -hmm. And I even had, you know, one of my really good friends got pulled over uh, in her neighborhood. She was almost to her house and she got pulled over by police for honestly from what she has said, right? Like no reason. And I'm mm-hmm. sure there are people listening who are like, well, I would challenge that because they don't, they don't do that. There's always a reason, you know? And it's like, no, both of those headlights and taillights, everything worked. She was, you know, going the normal speed, like all of that. Yeah. And so, I mean, I even went through a period of time where I was not out at night. Mm-hmm. I refused mm-hmm. to drive at night. People wanted to hang out at night. And I think I shared that with Olivia and Catherine at some point too, when they're hanging out, it's in the evening And I was like, I refuse to drive at night. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it right now. I need witnesses. I need Mm -hmm. people to see. Mm -hmm. And so there was a period Mm -hmm. of time too where my roommates, if I needed to go somewhere, they would actually follow me in their car Mm -hmm. until I got to where I was house sitting at or Mm -hmm. to the store or whatever, or they would drive me because I had this fear for my own life. And so that was something that was new to me because Mm -hmm. I think with Breonna Taylor, like she was in her own home, right? right? Like if you can't be safe, if you're not safe Mm -hmm. in your own home, like where, where where are we safe that, you know? And so I'm like, that just bypasses everything, you know? And so I don't, and I still, to this day, don't really know how to hold mm. all of those different emotions and thoughts mm. sometimes. But uh, it is a it is a reality mm-hmm. for sure. That's mm. so heavy. Yeah, mm-hmm. just to hold all of that and process through that, and then wake up every morning and go, go to, to work, work and do it all your right? life. Yeah. Well, and I think what's interesting too is that. I would also seek to talk to my parents about things, right? And I expected for them to be honestly just as fired up as I am, Mm. right? Like this is unjust, this is not fair, all of these things. And that wasn't the response that my parents gave me Mm. or my dad and and my stepmom, right? And really 
it was like a, yeah, baby girl, it's sad, but this is kind of like, this is the world we live in. And I'm like, yeah, but, and like, no, mm-hmm. we are going to change this. We're going to fix things. Da, da, da. But I also had to realize like my dad's been alive for like 66 years. Mm-hmm. He's been dealing with this his entire life. And it looked really different too when he was my age Mm -hmm. and even younger and so I think that yes he's also had to learn to cope with things but this is also how he has had to adjust to just live life Mm -hmm. right and still find joy and peace and and protect that in the midst of a lot of sorrow and confusion so I think what I've heard older people say is that it's been happening but with social media today they're just not getting away with it as much. Hmm. So to them, so their reaction makes sense. They're like, Oh yeah, this is the norm. It just, mm-hmm. you know, police can get away with it or it's, it's not, it's, like it's, not, it's not, yeah, yeah, it's not public information or hadn't been until our generation mm-hmm. until recently. Mm-hmm. So they are probably just a little more nonchalant because it's huh. just now with technology and that's a good. Point. Our generation and everything's, you know, at the touch of your fingertips. Right. So interesting. Mm-hmm. that's good. Okay, guys, it's now the time where I want to go ahead and transition into recommendations. And Jazz, this is always a very special part in our podcast because this is where we get to throw our plugs. Although you witnessed us kind of giving plugs freely throughout the entire episode. All day, day, every day. All day for free. Typically, this is the time where we really give our plug to you know, something that's been encouraging to us that we've seen or encountered or engaged with, et cetera. So what do you have for us today? So I referenced my friend who is an activist, the (laughs) word we really struggled with on the last episode. Um, She is a scholar. She's about to finish her doctorate and she is an author. Mm. So she's written, um, sorry, she's written a couple of children's books specific to um, civil rights. The first one is called... um, Hero in a Helmet, and it's about Colin Kaepernick oh, and um, a lot yeah. of what he went through mm. and um, just civil rights. And then there's a follow-up book to that. It's called Be for Brotherhood. Mm. Um, they're both available on Amazon. Nice. Um, her name is Joa McNally. Um, you can find her on most uh, platforms. So definitely, it's, it's, it's a great tool for children and adults, yeah, um, yeah. especially really those cool. who are the people who don't think that the arm is broken. Mm. I think it's a a really nice way to um, depict and illustrate and explain and kind of see it um, in a different way. Mm. So she does a really good job of breaking it down Mm -hmm. um, that even children can understand. So, Mm. yeah, that's really good. That's good. Well, we will definitely link her contact Mm -hmm. in our show notes, Mm -hmm. too. Yes. I also have a book. So continuing with that spirit. The book I would like to recommend is I'm Still Here, Black Dignity in a World Made for Whiteness by Austin Channing Brown. And really, she's going through and giving an account of what it was like for her growing up as a black Christian woman in America. And I think you may not be a Christian or religious or anything, and that's totally fine. I think the book is still relevant and it still holds plenty on its own. So we will also link uh, this book in our show notes. And I also just want to take a moment as well and create an opportunity for Olivia and Catherine to share. I think all throughout the episode, this episode and our other episode that corresponds with this one, Olivia and Catherine, you know, have just journeyed with me throughout 
life and just being in relationship and have been really great friends for me and have done a lot of work. And you guys, I'm saying that I'm not saying that because they're sitting in front of me. (laughs) Um, Honestly, I've witnessed them doing work, right? And they've asked so many questions and just have have learned and they've humbled themselves in many regards. And so I think they have a lot of wisdom and insight too into what not only that's looked like for them, I'm sure they could have a whole episode or two as well of what that's been like for them. But I think their recommendations and what they have to say is also uh, powerful and um, useful. So I would love to have you guys share a couple of recommendations as well. Yeah. So, um, and thank you, Courtney, for, giving us that space Mm. to share. Mm. Um, And also, I'm just going to say, while I have the mic really quick, thank you, Jasmine, so much for being on. Yes. Thank you all for having me. Thank you all for sharing your stories. Um, Mm -hmm. I have so much to think about. Mm -hmm. So the book that I want to recommend is, So You Want to Talk About Race, and it is by, and I do want to say, I really apologize if I mispronounce this name, Um, But Ioma Olu, um, and it is really directed towards white people. Um, Ioma is a biracial um, woman who I believe she lives in like the Pacific Northwest, um, and she's an activist as well. Um, And uh, word of the day, word of the day, (laughs) she's an activist and just shares about her experience and kind of breaks down different subjects and talks to white people about the ways that we've maybe messed up and shares her perspectives Mm -hmm. on those subjects. And it was really good and really challenging and I highly recommend it. Mm. That's awesome. Thanks love. Well, yes, I want to thank both of you guys, Jasmine and Courtney for sharing and just for your vulnerability Mm -hmm. and sharing your stories. Cause I know that that's not easy. And Mm -hmm. I know that sometimes you probably don't it's easier to not to to not share Mm -hmm. true that and so (laughs) i respect and appreciate both of you guys Mm -hmm. for being willing and listeners i hope that you learned a lot and listened a lot and took in a lot of information just like olivia said i have a lot to think about too and it's always good when we can just press in and, and learn and really listen and be receptive so with that one thing i will say courtney i think mentioned this earlier but for specifically for all of my white friends and listeners out there if you are active on social media and you go through your account and your follows and there's not a lot of diversity I would really Mm. challenge you Mm -hmm. to find some diversity Um, and I can absolutely recommend stuff you can Mm. reach out to us on our website (laughs) or through our social media and ask (laughs) questions and we will absolutely recommend some accounts for you but I really want to plug that because I know Courtney mentioned that earlier Mm. But aside from that, my recommendation is also going to be a book. So we're really, we have a theme going here uh, for sure. But I would like to recommend Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man mm. by Emmanuel Otto. And my future husband. Yes. Mm. I would. Listening. I would really. Emmanuel, if you're listening. <laughs> I hope he is. Man, I hope <laughs> he, he is. even single for real? Yeah, he yeah, is. Yeah, he is. Okay. Also, listeners, oh, yeah. can you help me get him yeah. to listen? Right? Literally. Like wow. your girl. Yeah, I really want this for Courtney too. Like I'm like such Imagine an advocate. Imagine this being the story told at your wedding. <laughs> oh right, I, right. Catherine's the one who was like, oh, even I'm, like I, I sent him to me. Do you know this man? Yeah, I and mean, I like knew who he sure was, but she was like, uh, "You'd be a beautiful couple." <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, true that. I was. Yeah, I'm still all in. So Emmanuel, sorry, hit us up. <laughs> but 
Anyway, you might recognize the title of the book or just that title because he started a YouTube series actually kind mm-hmm. of at the, the beginning of the pandemic, really. And um, it just exploded. He's interviewed a lot of people, but his book is really, really good. I actually, it's the most recent book I've read. I read it this summer and I think and I don't know if it says this in the intro, but I think it really is more geared towards white individuals and really just learning and educating like each chapter Mm. answers a question that he was asked Mm. by a white person. Mm. And I think that it's really good. You can learn so much. I learned so much from it. So I would really highly recommend it. It's easy chunks to, I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. 10, 12 page chapters, and it really gets into some like good topics and some some tough conversation but conversation that you can learn from so go check it out again we'll link all of these and other recommendations specifically that um, Courtney and Jasmine have other books or accounts or anything we'll have that all in the show notes for you so go go check those out but want to end as Olivia mentioned in our last uh, episode when we continued this conversation or started this conversation, I should say, uh, we would love for you guys to rate and review our podcast on whatever platform that you like to listen on. And we may just read it out on the podcast and we may even send you a little goodie in the mail uh, to just thank you for writing a review because it really does help us. So I'm going to read another one. Unfortunately, I don't know who wrote this one because the the name is some letters and numbers, but (laughs) (laughs) we appreciate you. You know who you are. You, you, you. (laughs) So (laughs) this one is titled The Name Says It All. I love this podcast. The title explains it all. It really feels like you are a part of a really insightful girls night out. Highly recommend. So far, the Enneagram episode is my favorite. Love what these women are doing. So thank you. Random letters and numbers person. Uh, We appreciate your (laughs) review and, again, would love for others to check us out and review on whatever platform you like to listen to. And uh, tune in next week for our next episode. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, feel free to subscribe to stay up to date on our latest content. Don't forget to rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening from. And we'd love to hear from you. So reach out to let us know what content you want to hear in the future. This podcast is edited by Catherine Compo. Show notes are written by Olivia DeHart. And the podcast is produced by Courtney Tilford, Catherine Compo, and Olivia DeHart.